this podcast might have bad words because my daddy says words like s*** and other bad words too much. Listener description is advice. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Detox Podcast, a podcast for dads where dads talk about life, kids, and stuff. Normally, you'd hear the dulcet tones of John and Joe introducing themselves as hosts, but once again, alas, it's just me, Galan, for this episode. For today's episode, we decided to share a few of the bonus segments you'd normally hear by supporting us on Patreon. Now, if you've not heard of Patreon, or you've tuned out when we've explained it on the podcast... Think of it as being similar to Kickstarter or GoFundMe, where you pledge a dollar amount in support, but is different in that this occurs monthly instead of being a one-time pledge, and you can cancel the support whenever you wish. Most Patreons provide something in return for the monthly support. With our Patreon, for just $2 a month, you get access to our catalog of bonus content that doesn't get released as part of our normally scheduled weekly show. Head over to patreon.com slash detoxpodcast, and that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and check out the list of bonus content we've uploaded. Our bonus content there is more likely to contain language that you'd find in an R-rated movie or might have a raw opinion or two. Compare that to the normally PG-13 rating we aim for with our normal content, and we don't want you to be surprised by something that you're not prepared to hear. You'll find bloopers content that doesn't fit the flow of the episode, completely unrelated segments, and anything else we can think of. Some of the bonus content you won't hear in this episode includes a story about stalking that touched multiple hosts, talk about Spider-Man and Batman, a conversation that changed my perspective on the whole Happy Holidays thing, a Survivor-centric segment with past guest Charlie Herschel, and plenty of others. So without further ado, check out the following bonus segments, and I'll catch up with you afterwards. So the episode 23, what is that? Bonus segment? Yeah, the Michael Jordan episode. Yeah, the Michael Wait. Jordan. The most famous of 23s? Yes. Not baseball Michael Jordan. Well, I guess LeBron Basketball James is the new, he's the latest famous 23, but to yeah. me, 23 is always Michael Jordan. I was going to make some sort of like... start to the segment. <laughs> music, <laughs> music Matchbox 20, whatever. Um, so oh. John and I were at his piss John off like... He must not have been a fan of my Matchbox 20. No, I think so. he was in no, I think wasn't, mode. But, yeah, uh, I was in think mode. So, yeah, so but you're right. I don't like Matchbox 20. So. <laughs> um, before this recording session, you know, like we, were, we arrived a little early and Joe was still putting his kids to sleep. So John and I drove around. And as we tend to do when we drive, <laughs> nice drive. We, uh, we, we got into like a, a, basic, like a conversation. Just, and one of the things. As that, people do. Yeah, as people do. Um, but he he mentioned, and I'm probably gonna butcher this, but it's like he. Well, mentioned, I'll just say I, yeah. I was just I, I came to the realization this last week that I've just been doing a lot of stuff in my life, um, to that makes me feel like or realize how much I value peace, mm. like peace of mind, like peaceful situations, sure. and uh, stuff like I, I don't know the last couple of, of seasons, this season for, for sure. Like I've always been a Cowboys fan, sure. like through 
I mean, going back to when 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 Galan and I were kids, when yeah. you know, like they had the dynasty in the the nineties, the, tri- the triplets and all that stuff, like. Okay, that's awesome. But then through all the lean years and everything, the Quincy Carter years and all that, I, I was wearing jackets, oh, and, and, and yeah. Cowboys jackets and shoes, like I had tennis shoes to start on the side when they were like one in fifteen. Yeah, getting made fun of. But well, even so, you know, like in Dallas, has always been like Dallas Cowboys yeah. country. But but like, uh, I just realized that like watching the games, I would. I would just get into the emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Like I would just like mm-hmm. stress myself out and I'd be like, why am I putting myself through this torture? Why, why do I care this much about that? So this is this, this season I've totally checked out. I'm yeah. like, nah, I don't want to watch it. I like yeah. it too much. Um, I, I just, I don't need that. I'm in the same boat when it comes yeah. to that. Like it's just like, it's just, it's, it's frustrating. And it's like, I don't need that extra stress or whatever frustration of watching a team make stupid mistakes or whatever yeah and i can't remember what the other example well my mind was so so for me it's it's where where i relate to john in that is uh, i think you're talking about facebook also like oh yeah that's why like like i've i've like started i barely look at facebook now like i feel like i have to occasionally to see if someone's tried to contact me or whatever sure um which no one ever has then i'm just no i'm just kidding but if you would unblock me then no (laughs) yeah i know well you try being more appropriate next time all right fine fine um, shame on me yeah (laughs) no no, but just because i realized the same thing like i had like this huge issue for a while especially coming through this last like uh election cycle Mm. and everything for the presidential elections that like i I couldn't see someone say something in the not. It, it would just drive me a crazy wanting to respond, realizing that there was nothing, no good that would come of it. Right. I, I loved seeing during that time. John Laird has commented on <laughs> this. He's just going through. Sometimes I would this. just text Galan and be like, "Dude, I couldn't resist." <laughs> it's always interesting. I mean, it's always like a, a well thought out, formulated opinion. But but, but of just... course, everyone knows like Facebook is a wasteland oh, where man. no like. A constructive conversation can can happen, um, so I don't know. So like I've stopped reading Facebook yeah. a lot because I'm like I don't need that. Why I'm like manufacturing stress for myself. Yeah, and, and, and so for it's me, crazy. it's not it, worth it. it, it, it yeah, comes, it's weird. I, I when I, when he mentioned that, I'm like you know I can I can relate to that because you know as I mentioned on the podcast, my mom lives with us and she would agree like. Parents should not live with their kids. It just it makes it <laughs> past makes a certain for, age. Yeah, I mean, no, like like kids living with parents is one thing, but parents living with kids. Oh, I got, oh, I got you. I got you. It's almost. It's. I mean, there's not a, gen, a generic term for, it, but it's almost emasculating if if she were a man. Like it's just it. I think part of it, it it's like it removes her independence as an adult. Mm. Um, part of it's you know because. Of injuries or whatever, she can't really work, and she's you know she lives in our house, doesn't have the quite doesn't feel the quite free, you know the freedom that she had out when she lived with my grandmother and had access to her car. It's just not necessarily the most constructive environment, and we are like we're very different in our approaches to um, just the. Just our daily approaches in life, like the way that Teresa and I have grown together, and the direction we've grown in, is different than what my mom is, and it just creates stress that you know she feels the need to to be able to get away from. We feel the need to to be able to get away from. So when like when she's able to, you know, she'll go and spend time with her aunt or her sister or something, you know, and it's for both of us, it's a, it's a break. 
not you know not necessarily welcome break, but it's just it's. I realize that it's it, not that it's not stable, but I, I want stability, and, and with stability comes peace. And I, I I I threw out the thought that it's like I wonder if it has to do with the fact that John and I are approaching forty. I'll be thirty nine this year. John will follow a couple months later in January. But in two thousand eighteen and nineteen, like we'll be forty years old. And not that that's old, but it, 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 it's old. it's at a certain age where it's like you just you want to start cutting the bullshit, mm-hmm. and you know it, it's, maybe is it is it age maybe I I, I think I, I think so. I mean I think at that point like we've spent enough time, we've dilly dallied enough, wasted enough time. Like we, you know, especially for a fat man like me, like maybe my time is short. Maybe I don't make it to forty five. Like I want my my last years or these next few years or whatever to be as positive as possible for me it's i want ellie to grow up in a positive environment mm-hmm. i want her to grow up in a healthy environment um but it's just it, it's interesting like it, it, that's just a, not a thought that ever occurred to me up until then i you know part of being 20 and and, and where joe comes into this being in your 30s is there's a certain chaos to life that i think 20 and 30 somethings need to experience to get it out now there are yeah. forty and fifty somethings that are still chaotic, and you're like, "Holy crap!" Like there are eighteen year olds that have more like, get maturity and and get it get togetherness than they have. Yeah. But it's like, so where yeah. do you, as a thirty, someone who just turned thirty, yeah. where do you fit in that? Because you're 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 thirty. You've yep. had a you you have a stable marriage that has you know survived the statistical like right. it's going to end at this point in time. You have two kids. You know, you own a house. So then you have two little kids. Yeah, two little First kids. Of all, do, do you ever have peaceful <laughs> moments? <laughs> yeah, that, that's a joke. No, but um, John telling yeah. dad dad jokes. And I got uh, I got married at twenty one. So yeah. I mean, I didn't have a, like what most people have, like a chaotic twenties, so to speak. Um, but I still dealt with a lot of bullshit that I shouldn't have. Right. I guess a lot of like friends that are not friends, and a lot of just ridiculous situations that you find yourself in because you want to come off a certain way to certain people or you want to put out this certain version of yourself um, that you think other people want to see. But really, like I turned 30 and I've done a ton of self-reflecting and I've really come to the point where I'm just like, and having another kid also helped because it gave me a zero fucks policy with a lot of situations. And sometimes that means being blunt. Sometimes it's like, I just don't care. Like I had a best friend in college that we were tight. He was, um, he was the best man at my wedding and we had a falling out in college and I found out recently, well, not recently, it was years, probably about four or five years ago, what the issue was. And I still tried to correct it and fix it. And then he showed no motivation to meet me halfway. And that used to really bother me. And now I'm just like, I really could care less. I've got way better friends in my life. Could you care less? How much less could you care? Uh, I don't know, negative 30? No, you, you just said I could care less instead of I couldn't care less. Well, I, I probably could care less than I'm I do. Just, sorry, that was being, I was being a dick. It's okay. I couldn't care less. Small, there we go. small there pet peeve of mine. If you listen I shouldn't to have told you guys. I shouldn't have told you guys that. It's okay. Uh, so That's I all right, man. We could care less about that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but I was like, I have much better friends yeah. now that I value spending time with as opposed to what time I might have spending with him. And... And it really made me reflect on a lot of other relationships where I went, you know, I don't, I don't need to come off this way. And from a physical perspective, I used to really be upset with like where my, like my body used to be. My body is now kind of a thing. And then I got to the point where I'm just like, I don't really care. I'm fine with who I am. I'm fine with how I am. And that actually gave me more motivation to 
on a social level, cut down and really focus in on like my core group of friends. Yeah. And on a physical perspective, be like, no, I like I am very comfortable with who I am and what like how I am, but I could be better. It's like I joined the gym at work and I've been really toning up and cutting down and it makes me feel better. Not from I want other people to see me this way, but from I feel like I am getting to the best version of myself kind of a way. So, yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned like, you know, you've cut down to your core friends. I'm not someone who's ever had a ton of friends. No, I would consider you guys my core friends, obviously. Cause, well, I, I appreciate it. Because I'm doing um, a podcast explain. with you guys. So. But it's, you know, it, it, <laughs> it, it would be awkward for me to tell you right. the truth right but, now. But, but that is the truth. Is like you guys have become yeah. part of my core group of friends. So, well, yeah, it, totally. But when I first thanks. met you, thanks. you know, it, it, you and Amanda were always. <laughs> I was like, thanks. And you were like, thanks for thanking me. Yeah. yeah. You're like, thank you for thanking me. Thank you. We're both really, welcome. Yeah. It really seemed like you guys were very social. You were, you know, off and out doing something yep. with. It seemed like different friends. It used to be like, do you remember, like in your twenties, being like, okay, what are we getting? What are we getting into tonight? Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Call, yeah. Connor. Yeah. Okay, who's? What's happening now? What's yeah. happening now? Well, then I think that, that, that that's like the, that's yeah. the chaos of it. Yeah. And, and no, fortunately, as I've gotten older, it's like I, I really do have a, I have a core set of friends, and and, and I can name them. And I have no problem naming them. It's like I have I have Joe, John, my friend Alan, and our friends Sylvia and Scotty. And if someone else is listening to this that thought yeah. you were one of Galant's core friends. Well, no, it's like, I mean, those are, those are the people <laughs> that... Rude awakening. Yeah. Those are the people that I spend the most time with. And right. then I have periphery friends. Sure. That, that people that I feel are, are good friends and or family that I just don't see. I have my friend Vic, mm-hmm. who he and I have been through whatever. You know, he's family. Um, and I have my, my friend Charlene, who, you know, like, I, I, I see her once a year, maybe once every two years. We talk like twice a year. But it's like she's still close, so right. it's like. But those are periphery. Those are people I don't hang out with. The people, oh no, you know, and, and it's like I have, you know, we have hang out with uh, Matt Gilbert, who was there, and, and our friend Sean, and of course by extension John's brother. You know, he's mm-hmm. like he comes to all of our family get-togethers. But it's just like I, I when I have people that I'm like <laughs> the people that I can that that the I'm first tell my brother to listen to this. <laughs> the first people that I reach out to that I'm like this is the if something goes wrong, these are the first people i'm reaching out to yeah and that's that's very small and as i've gotten older it's gotten smaller but those relationships have enriched they've yeah. they've, they've grown richer and stronger and just it, it's interesting when you have those those adult relationships and maybe it helps the fact that i view those people as family instead of just friends but it's interesting that you mentioned just like you 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 shrunk you know as you mm-hmm. turn 30 or whatever in late 20s or and now you're in early 30s that group has, has shrunk. It, it'll be interesting to see how your next year, next 10 years go. Yeah. You know, and, and as you approach 40, which means we'll be approaching 50. Right. Um, you know, it's, it, it's always, <laughs> just laughing and starting <laughs> crying. Yeah. It's always, it's always, I always go back to the conversation. Yeah. Like I watched, I watched Power Rangers when I was eight. I'm like, I was 18. Uh, I was five for the record. You weren't five. Cause I, there's no way I started watching them in high school. Power Rangers started in 93. I was five. No, I was six. Ninety three, I was six. Eighty seven plus. John, when do we play with Pogs? Was that six? Was that eighteen or was we sixteen? Why, dude? What are you six, doing? Six. What are you doing? Okay, th- this I will, segment I will, is no, over. No, 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 I will no say, this segment's no, done. I will say. I will say. This is. I will say that done. you get to a point in your life where you need to where you need to have peace about everything, including and, this segment. Including this it. segment. <laughs> I'm like old man Wee's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on.
King of the Hill is canon. Welcome uh, back, guys. <laughs> Getting us laughing, coming back in because we were making crude uh, jokes off mic. Um, so uh, we're here to talk about parenting <laughs> hacks. So what you can do is go to Google.com. And search for parenting. I hear it's better than Bing. Go to www.google.com. That doesn't take much. No, but go to. Can we say Google something? People go to Bing or Yahoo or whatever. They use dogpile.com. Yeah, yeah. Like 4% of the population goes to someplace other than Google when you tell them to Google something. It's It's like. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just uh, but yeah, so go to Google and Google parenting hacks. It's pretty simple. And it's the first one. And the title of it is 27 Brilliant Parenting Hacks That Will Make Life with Kids Just a Little Easier. So you can follow along. <laughs> and we're, we're going to skip some of these that we've, we've talked about before. Sorry, but uh, follow along. And then yeah, let us know if you agree with what we have to say on this. This particular article is by Megan Berman. Yeah, so good job, Megan. On 22words.com. Right, so the first one is bathe your child in a laundry basket so that their toys don't float away. And bonus, you can easily toss them in the dryer when they're done. That's <laughs> good. I was going to say, I, I like this one, uh, but one, I don't understand how a 14-year-old is going to fit in a laundry basket. Two, how does all the water stay in the laundry basket with all the holes? Just well, kidding. All right. Wow. I just, no, I just think like that, that, that's like a movie, a movie conversation. Like I just don't get it. Like no, if no. you put the if you put the thing in the holes, how does it not like how does it stay full? This, okay, so this is obviously for for. What was that? I feel like this is a wreck of a segment already. <laughs> no, I just think I just think like a laundry basket. I'm like okay, but like you could just. You no, know. no. So, so you think about it, like so many, so many parents put their kids. <laughs> Can we in hear the, audible? Yeah. Audible. Audible. No, 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 no. Let's leave it. Let's uh, leave it. Let's leave it. So I got Pizza Hut for dinner tonight, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and does anybody ever feel like when you go into a Pizza Hut, it smells like the '90s? I mean that in a good way. I mean, firstly, you're rubbing it in my face. I've never thought of that, but that's pretty funny. You're rubbing it in my face that you had pizza and I can't. Yes. All right, cool. Just saying. <laughs> but, but no, no. Oh, yeah. Galan found out that pizza would turn him straight, so he's... <laughs> right, he's, right. He's, <laughs> like like continual no, no. exposure no, no, to pe- it? Yeah. I, I found Once that in a while, it's... It's, it's no, no. Pizza would, pizza would make me uh, not not a stupid idiot. That's that's probably the <laughs> oh, more <yeah>. appropriate. <laughs> I'm such a but, moron. But no, it, like Pizza Hut used to have like the the kids reading club, and they had all these like deals and specials. They were everywhere, and it was always a treat for us to get to go to like a dine in Pizza Hut. Yeah. So whenever I smelled like yeah. we got Domino's on like the regular, and that was fine. But like when you went into Pizza Hut, you're like, <sighs> Pizza Hut. Pizza and so Hut. now, even though it's like a sad. Nobody goes there anymore. Pizza Hut that is by my house, and I go. I still am like flooded with like memories of getting yeah. the stars on my little reading thing and getting my free yeah. personal pan pizza. I had that, and also the one um, where we grew up. Me and Galan grew up. Like you could bring in your report card if you had all A's. Oh, and nice! They would give you a free pan pizza. That's awesome. Yeah, see, when we first did Reddit, I think it was in second or third grade. So that was uh, back in the eighties. But it's like when you brought in your your read it, you completed your thing. You got to make your own pizza. Oh, that's I, I that's did the first cool. first oh, couple that's times. Cool. That's cool. So it's like I, you know, like they would bring me the the personal pan dough, but I could put the cheese and the toppings. So it looked like a lunchable, but like way better. Yeah, Dude. like way before lunchables were pizza. <laughs> Dude, I, I feel I feel robbed that I didn't grow up with like pepperoni pizza lunchables. Those were the shit. They I are. mean, they do they do also had they used to have They're not like, now, but. They used no, to have the coolest promotions mm-hmm. too. Do you guys remember when like 
I think it was Back to the Future 2 came out or something, and you could get, like, one of four different, like, futuristic-looking sunglasses from the movie. I don't think Joe was born yet. I was not. Oh, yeah, Joe, do you remember 10 years before you were born when I was a kid? <laughs> it was only a couple years, because the first one came out in 85. The second one came out in 86 or 87. Yeah. So I might have been born by the time it came out. Do you remember well, when you were Bennett's age and Back yeah, to the Future yeah. came out? They, well, they also had the thing with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, so, right? So John, yes. John is well... I do remember that. Yeah. John is well aware of this. I think Joe might be, but back in sixth grade, or have we not talked about this show? No, we. I don't think we have. Oh, okay. so we had a, the the Excellent. talent show, and so um, I came in. So they came out with uh, coming out of their shells was the tour, and it's like that was really back when the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie, which is the best of all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies that have come out, came out, and. You know, like they were riding huge on the cartoon, and so they came out with like this "quote unquote" rock and roll band, where like the I, turtles. I have seen ads for yes. that. It's and terrible. So, like, yeah, like it was, now, like uh, uh, other other now they're doing like stunt shows. Like yeah. like Disney did like a big Marvel yeah. stunt show, yeah. and like DC did like a Batman yeah, stunt yeah. show. But so this is like the way, precursor. Oh, to way that. before that. But it's yeah, like, this oh, is where like see that that makes sense. Like a stunt. It's show. like oh, we'll have like a cool ninja stunt show or something. No, Instead, no. whoever thought that up was like. Why don't we make all these really <laughs> dumb sounding rock songs in air quotes? I like the use like, but like full of like Ninja Turtle like lyrics and everything, and it's like they had the worst like looking animatronics. They wasn't the same as like the the movie. It just oh, looked bad, and they had like keytars and crazy like uh, rhinestones and everything. Um, so I go and I'm like, I, I, I get, of course I get the album and I'm like, oh my God, this is the most awesome thing I've ever heard because this is Which, back before I knew like music was cool. Yeah. I'm not going to judge you. I've yeah. played my own musical and, sins back then. And yeah, so I, I go, yeah. I go to, to apply for, or to, to, uh, whatever the audition for the talent show. And I do a song called skipping stones, which is one that splinter did. There's no reference to any Ninja turtle in there. And if you hear it, it's totally like eighties soft rock, like pop crap. Well, I, I get shot down. So I'm like, no, no, I got, I got another one. I got another one. And so like I, they were just like, no, you can't. It's, like, it's like that one. That one's not really like cause it's not a very energetic song. Like gotcha. it's very it's low. Like, ah, people will be bored for five minutes. I, I will wait, do. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> how, how old were you? I was in sixth grade. So I was. Uh, you're at that point. You're like ten. I'm, tw- I'm twelve. Or, oh, twelve. Yeah, I'm, I might have been eleven. No, I was eleven. No, eleven, twelve. No, I was twelve because it was the su- it was the sec- second half of. So wait, this song references a Ninja Turtle that is not actually. No, no, no. Skipping Stones was basically just like it's. It's taught like I think I don't even remember the lyrics, but I think it's like Splinter, Splinter talking like how Skipping Stones and like the ripples that are caused or something stupid. Sure, like completely horrible. But like, yeah. yeah, it had nothing to do with the actual team. So you wouldn't know that I was singing a Ninja Turtle song. I got because I, I at least was. You weren't like Turtles in enough. a Half Shell. Yeah, right. Turtle power. But, but, Heroes in a Half Shell. But, yeah, but hold on, hold on one second because. This is a, a tw- the well, this. this is a talent show for twelve year olds. I mean, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, like all okay, the middle 12, school, twelve to thirteen or fourteen year olds, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and like, they have you audition, and then you audition and sing a song, and they're like, it's like American no Idol or something. Yeah, they're no. like they, they have a mean British principal. Yeah, like, yeah. that didn't quite uh, move me. <laughs> Your here. song is shit. And and first of all, I do commend <laughs> you for this because. You didn't let it die there. You're like, wait, wait, wait I got another one. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got another one because I really because I'm I'm all about me. I like to be the center of attention, even though I'm somewhat of an introvert, sort of. Gotcha. So I do a song, <laughs> and, and I'm gonna find these, and I'm going to link these in the episode description to tease the the bonus segment. Nice. But I did a song called Cowabunga, and what it is, it is. <laughs> just, it is Michael. It. it is Michelangelo doing like a Ninja Turtle rap. 
And it's like this is awesome. I, I want to say I want to say the lyrics goes like, "Man, you got to dig the groove is sound. The turtles are coming up from the ground. We got a message that we have found. Something, something, something. Got to keep rapping. Got to keep talking." This is ready amazing. to go. Let's get on with the show. And it's like in the background, it's like Cowabunga. Do you have so, people like doing the electric slide? Cowabunga. So, so you're not far off. I, I, <laughs> I, I get, I get into the talent show. So this is like in the talent show. So is, Cowabunga so, made the cut. Do you think after that, like, like the principal looks over at the teacher, where was like, he's trying really hard here. We got it. He came with the It wasn't even the principal. <laughs> it was totally the choir teacher was the only one. Okay. And so, uh, so I, I go and I get, I go to a costume shop. And get like a foam shell, and like in pants and in a shirt that's like basically is like a ninja outfit. At that time, at Toys R Us anyway, because that's the only place I bought toys, they had like Ninja Turtle sets that had a little plastic snout with the appropriate color for like the Ninja Turtles with the weapons that you could get, and I I owned all of them because I was obsessed with the Ninja Turtles. Of course you were. So the the night of the talent show comes along, and I get out there and I sing, and it's like me, this dude singing like I'm proud to be an American. His name was Claude. I remember that his first name. Claude. Um, and then there was one other one that made it to like perform in front of the school. Now w- keep in mind when I did this, I just got up there, stood like I did when I played so many like well not so many, but the handful of rock shows I played as lead singer. I just got up there and sang into the mic. So they so they. For the night of the talent show. For the night of the talent show. Okay. The choir's like the choir director's like, you need to like move a little bit, like show some energy. You should have been doing the running, man. Oh, I'll get to that. Oh, okay. Because you're in, uh, you are pretty much spot on. Thanks for stealing my thunder. Sorry. So the the thing comes, I get up there in my Ninja Turtle outfit. They come on. It's like I think there's a so I sing the song and there's a break and I totally wait wait. I, wait. This is now in front of the this school. Is now in front of the so, school. So basically, what happened is the next day or yeah, whatever in yeah. front of the school, they had an assembly where the entire school went in. I was in this audience. You yeah. were in this audience. I was in this. Now, John audience. and I weren't as we weren't the friends we are today. At this, this is point why in time. you became friends, though, right? This is no. the moment. This no, is the I don't meet. No, this is not our superhero origin. Of, <laughs> in spite of this, I mean, yeah, yeah. I was. I had a different group of friends at that point in time. At the, after this, I had no friends. <laughs> so I get up there and I sing the song, and I do, and I'm like, and it just comes to a, like a break, and I'm like, what am I gonna do? I don't know what to do. Oh, like you hadn't pre-thought of it. I had You're not pre-thought like, of it, so I, oh, now's impro- the time I, I improvised the Running Man, because that's the only yes! thing. I even had a remote clue how to do. Of course, all the kids go crazy. Of course. <laughs> like, they went <laughs> wild. There's that- one part where it's like, they're like, I think they said like kick into action or kick it. It's something I kick it, and I did like a jump, like a really pathetic jump kick. Yeah. In my head, I'm like, I'd been to a couple of karate classes. I did something really cool. It's you probably like, like those yeah. videos that you watch on YouTube where it's like the dude just fails at the karate kick. Um, but you were wearing the Ninja Turtle outfit, so so yeah, yeah. So it's so I sing this song. I, I think there's a kid that that John and I graduated with that apparently has this on VHS somewhere. I need to send him a message on Facebook and see if I can get it because I have no problem sharing it now because I'm not ashamed. So the next day, like one of the the seventh grade cheerleaders is like, oh yeah, or no, that night she's like, oh yeah, this is my boyfriend, blah blah blah, or whatever. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm so popular now. I'm gonna be so cool. She said that, you were her boyfriend. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, just joking, like whatever, because oh. it's like I got up and, and embarrassed myself, and I had no idea. I wasn't aware that she was being sarcastic. I thought that was my key to being popular. That was your gateway. Oh god, your gateway no. girl. Yeah, the gateway closed. Oh. Slammed so hard. I was known as Turtle through like ninth grade, and then of course after that, everyone kind of let it go. Um. But yeah, I totally got up. I was a huge fan of that album. I had all the songs memorized. As you can tell, like 20-something years later, 26 years later, 
I still remember lyrics to that song. I have it on my computer somewhere, so I'll have to play it for you at some That's point. That's awesome. Um, if I can't find it, I'll, I'll upload it to my personal website so that way everyone can hear it and probably get DMCA'd out the ass. But uh, <laughs> but all of that's because of Pizza Hut and like the one of the promotions they did, which was really, really cool, like to do Ninja Turtles. And just bringing that back to, to a second because this is nowhere as near as cool what you're saying, but it's, go, it's going back to what Joe was saying about how you go into that place and it smells like yeah. the 90s. Or, this is just a, a smell thing that that I've been doing with at work recently. Do you guys like pho? Have you ever had yeah. pho? It's like I have soup. not. Okay, it's so good. Okay, yeah, and you know yeah. how they always serve it with basil and lime? Yeah. And uh, so I always put that in there. And basil has a bit of like a minty mm-hmm. note and yeah. smell or whatever. Well, there's this lady at my work that's been putting... I uh, feel really good right now. Dude, slow down. We got to do a whole podcast. I'm good. Okay, don't go crazy, man. I'm not going crazy. Don't make me okay. You go a little crazy. Don't don't make me <laughs> when, don't make me wife you. When John tells me to <laughs> slow down, <laughs> I know, right? That's so, true. That's no, true. I'm good. I'm good. Um, back to that foo fo. Yeah, What's yeah. Okay, so there's this lady fa fa. Well, it's spelled fo p h o, but, but they'll they'll right? pronounce it fo. Yeah. But it's it's why people do restaurants will do like the p h o king, fo king. Right. Because it's not pho, it's, so it's pho. So it's like, yeah. clever. Pho-ing but anyway, good. carry on. But, uh, but yeah, this this lady, one of my coworkers has started using this hair oil that is eucalyptus, has eucalyptus oh. in it. Oh, and so when she comes off? in, it smells like pho, dude. You're like, oh, that's and, crazy. And every day when she comes in, she generally comes in about 30 minutes to an hour after me. And when she comes in, I instantly become so like starved i'm like so hungry it's lunchtime it's it's funny it's funny how our brains work like that where it's like the scent of something can override the fact that we're not hungry yeah yeah or i mean and i know that you don't eat breakfast necessarily every day but it's like it doesn't matter you can be full and you get a scent and you're like holy crap i'm hungry like i could go for that particular food just walk by cinnabon and then it was an evil Cinnabon. <laughs> you, ever, you ever seen that? Yeah, yeah. Dude, Cinnabon is that's just wrong in so many ways. Not even the fact that I, I'm not eating carbs right now, but it's like of all the places that are decadent in the mall, like that is by far the most like just one bite, and you're like, okay, I've had my sugar intake for the year. Yeah, I've never had one. Really? Yeah. You can go to um, some of the Slotskys have them. You can get the yeah, Cin- and, and Burger King Cinnabon knots. Those are dangerous. I, I did find I did find a recipe. They also charge you like eight bucks for them. It's not worth it, but then I have it, and I'm like, I, where have you been all my life? I found a recipe gotcha. online that allows me to do keto friendly cinnamon rolls that uses cream cheese for the the icing. Oh, but sure. they're like 1.3 carbs a piece. That's not bad. So I'm gonna try, I'm gonna give that a shot at some point soon. Right. I bought the stuff. That's a whole other different conversation. Right. Oh my god, that- I am so buzzed right now. <laughs> and on that note. Yeah, so thanks for listening. Um, if you have any kind of like any kind of the idea for bonus, That's so funny. I was literally about to say, say, yeah, I'm sorry, I told you to slow down. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, oh, I'm, just, I'm so wasted. <laughs> but seriously, if there's any, if there's an, an it's idea, like, he's like Colossus in the X Men game. <laughs> oh wow, that went way back to. We need to talk a, about the nineties. Game. Which which game? The, the, the arcade. The game. four. The four player. No, the six. I always played the six player. Oh, there was. This, there was that Wait, was like the Japanese version. I think, I think. you're. I okay. think you're right. Six ones were at like most arcades and Chuck E. Cheese's, and the four player ones were at like everywhere else that they could like bowling fit alleys space. and stuff. Yeah, and like uh, I think I only CCs. ever saw the four one. Dude. Yeah, my we, we, friend. There used to be a six player one right by my house. My friends and I would play it 
all the we, time. I was always did. Colossus. Well, you had five <laughs> friends. That's a brag. That would play X Men. <laughs> yes, we need to. We need to have a, a thing where we talk about uh like this nostalgia stuff from the '90s that we all enjoyed. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep doing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't but no, to, to wrap it up, it's like if, you, if there's any kind of bonus content you'd like to hear us do or, or talk about or whatever, then uh, shoot us an email, detoxpodcast yep. or at gmail.com and we will look into doing it. Have a good one or something. Yeah, we're that's good. Teresa's the washing machine just went off. Is that what that noise is? Yeah. All right, I gotta go. So I, on Reddit, there was something talking about like non, uh, not safe for work stories or secrets oh, nice. or whatever. Ooh. So I posted because someone posted um, talking about like shitting in public, and so I put that reminds me of bombing the family bathroom of the local Target when their main bathrooms were being renovated. It was foul, and I'd been dropping test balloons throughout the store until we got to the bathroom. There was a two-person wait, and I even let a third person go ahead of me. I get in there, drop trowel, and unleash the unholy brown blizzard on that toilet. Of course, clean up on aisle poo isn't exactly an easy-peasy chore. Fester isn't the right word. The stench fed on and regurgitated itself until it was something that would have made Nurgle himself almost proud. Oh, Jesus. My wife texts with, there's a line outside. Oh, no. I courteously flushed just to get the line's hopes up and proceeded to finish things and clean up as best I could with the sandpaper that I call toilet paper in the public restroom of Target. I washed my hands twice and opened the door to look into the face of a gaggle of preteen girls. The smell hit them before my words did, and their eyes went wide. <laughs> the smack gasp of incredulous disgust had escaped their lips with something out of a bad spoiled brat teen or preteen movie. I'm not sorry, and I feel better, was all I said as I moved past the gaggle of girls and rest of the line waiters. I found my wife two aisles over. I smiled at her, and she knew. She knew I had done something wrong, but oh, so right. I don't care how bad it smells. You're going into that restroom, young lady. Came the voice of a mother, tired of dealing with her little shit's attitude and disgust of my not-so-little shit. But, Mom, it stinks, the probable pre-teen but might have been a teen protested. We didn't wander back over that direction until the line had died down and had likely gone out to use the temporary bathrooms outside. That stench was the kind of stench that gets into your clothes, pores, and doesn't go away. That bathroom probably stunk for quite some time. If that mother was a good mother and not fed up with the kid and her friends, there might have been a lesson in there about adversity and shit happens. I'd like to think not, and they won't forget the day the bathroom died. Wow. Nice. Nice. That is what you call a story. Yeah. Oh, man. I can taste that story. (laughs) Dude, I... It seems wrong, but oh so right. I have tasted that that story at your house numerous times, both by your... Through the courtesy of your ass, your brother's ass... And my ass. That's right. Mostly your brother's ass. That's a dude that can fart and instantly stink a room up. Like somehow before you hear Worst it, he's superpower not, he's not even ever. here to defend himself. <laughs> I but, know. <laughs> oh, but you can show him that. You can show him that little bit of bonus content. I can. I, just, I can. I just shit all over him because this is. It was a, a literal sh- shit. It was. Indeed. So yeah, there's my story. That's a great story. More like shit to Welcome back. 
Hopefully you enjoyed that little sneak peek into the bonus content we offer on Patreon. Before we get to a bit more about Patreon, let's not forget the dad joke of the week. What do you call a man with a seagull on his head? Cliff. Get it? You know, because seagulls sit on a cliff. I wonder if Worf would be more appropriate, but then that'd be a Star Trek joke and CBS might not allow that. (laughs) Okay, okay, that's a bad joke too. You're probably wondering what we use the Patreon donations for, and that'd be a valid question. Our first goal is to cover the cost of doing the podcast, which includes the monthly hosting involved and the yearly registration of the web address. Once that goal is hit, the funds will be spread out to pay for the recording equipment we use, to boost the exposure of certain posts on social media, especially for topics we feel are extra important to share, to fund affordable merchandise for our listeners like t-shirts, stickers, and other detox podcast memorabilia. Long-term goal-wise, we would look into having some contests and giveaways, similar to the giveaway we had that was sponsored by Diaper Dude Diaper Bags. Hopefully, you'll consider supporting the show through our Patreon page. Signing up is fairly easy, and it's definitely appreciated. If you don't feel like signing up and want to support the show, we appreciate you listening to us through the Vocal app, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, or however you find your way to us. In fact, you can support us for free by subscribing to us on iTunes or Google Play, leaving a five-star review on either platform, or following us on the Spotify app. Be sure to check out detoxpodcast.com, that's D-T-A-L-K-S podcast.com, and you should find links to all of our social media, including Patreon, on there. Be sure to like or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us under Detox Podcast on each of those. Normally, there'd be a spiel about Patreon here, but as this episode was all about it, I think we can skip emphasizing all the details. If you do have questions about Patreon, or anything else pertaining to the show, especially if you know of any dads out there that need to have their stories told, or if you are a dad and would like to talk to us about coming on the show, email us at detoxpodcast at gmail.com and let us know. You can submit ideas for episodes there, and Patreons at the $10 level and above get preferential consideration. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Detox Podcast. Next week should be a return to the multiple guest format instead of just being me. Our current plan is to talk about our health and how we approach teaching our kids about eating healthy and having a healthy lifestyle. As someone who can stand to heed their own words, and someone who doesn't want my kids to follow in my footsteps, it's a very important subject to me. I can't wait to share our conversation with you, the listeners. There's no hashtag roundup this episode, so remember, as always, hashtag be a better dad. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to John and Eddie for supporting the podcast. Thanks so much, guys. Detox is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com.